Welcome to the third episode of the Two Birds, One Stone podcast. Uh, today is Monday, September 20th. And yesterday, the Cardinals improved to 2-0 with a 34-33 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. Barely squeaked by at the end. Uh, Garrett, initial thoughts of the victory? Um, sweet, but not so cool. You know what I mean? Like, it was awesome, but not so cool. <laughs> um, it was one of those. You know, you. Go ahead. Um, you, you just would love to see the Cardinals kick the shit out of the Vikings because they're the Vikings and just lost to the Bengals last week. Um, but, you know, I've kind of learned with the Cardinals, you have to take them where you can get them and you take them one week at a time. I would say that's perfectly accurate. Uh, we were talking yesterday and it's like the Cardinals played a, a bad game, like, and they still won. So, like, in the past, the Cardinals play a bad game we lose 55 to nothing or whatever right. that Seattle Seahawks game was like three years ago when we just, I think it was 58 to nothing. Terrible horseshit. Right. Like we played a bad game. Kyler had a couple bad plays, but I mean, same deal. He just keeps making plays over and over and over again, right. where it seemed like despite the mistakes, like it was just too much for the Vikings. Um, so like the Vikings played, Perfect. They played perfect game. Kirk Cousins had a perfect pass rating after the first half. Dalvin Cook averaged nearly eight yards a carry. Um, their offensive line. Yeah, Dalvin Cook great. is good. Dalvin Cook is. I didn't realize Dalvin Cook was that good. I don't know. I know he's like a, a, a fantasy I, monster, but he looked yeah. like Barry Sanders. Like I did not realize he looked quick. He was. I, I don't know. I've never. I didn't know he was that good. Very shifty. Yeah. Like yeah. they're. You we, we we come into week two and it's like okay Derrick Henry under sixty yards we're gonna manhandle like it's, right. it'll be the same deal again no no problem Dalvin Cook is a different animal like yeah and I feel line, like they're, they're just different kinds of backs uh which which because I, I feel like Dalvin Cook is just more like you said shifty and more of a speed back and Henry's more of obviously power because he's huge yeah their offensive line I mean good God some of those holes like the defensive line played terrible let's not yeah. let's not yeah. like Co- cover that up like it was ugly like the the pff grades came out uh for the defensive line grades uh the highest graded member of the cardinals front seven was jj watt with a 42.8 grade second highest chandler jones at 29.8 and then down the list zavin collins only 26.5 against the run it's never good extremely <laughs> ugly that makes me want to pee yeah. actually after just reading those numbers but like I said, the offense will drive you crazy a little bit, and Kyler made mistakes, and there were false starts, but it got the job done. They right. moved the ball, and we scored points, and that's all you can really ask for. Right. Yeah, I mean, my biggest thing with – which we've talked about this before is the offense put up points, and the offense was fine. Well, they, they, were, they were good. They were better than fine. My thing is, which we will talk – we will get to um, – we're only going to go as far as Kyler can go. And whenever Kyler's making those two mistakes, yeah, it's only two mistakes. He saw a really, really good game, but I know that they're like, he's not held back by his physical limitations. It's all mental. It's all just stuff that he can fix. Like it, 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 that's why it's so frustrating for me because yes, he had a great game. Yes. He's probably top three, top four in MVP voting for this year already in two weeks, which is way too early, but it's, it's just, I know that we're only going to go as far as Kyler will take us. And whenever, if, if you make those two mistakes against the Rams, 
it probably doesn't work out well. Like, like we'll, we probably won't have a missed 34, seven yard field goal at the end to, to win us the game, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not going to complain because at the, at the end of the day, it was a win, but like you said, yeah, we're going to go as far as Kyler can take us, which I'm perfectly fine with. I think he's right. special. I think he's a top three quarterback already, but those have to be cleaned up. If, right. if all, if he, there's that much weight on his shoulders, then he has to play mistake free. And maybe that's right. something that we need to get, get better on the, the run game. Wasn't great. Uh, Chase, I think his yards per carry weren't bad, but like, it didn't seem like the volume of carries was there yeah. very much. Um, I think that also kind of is because we were, we were playing, uh, playing behind for the, the first yeah. part of the game and we were just trying to score points to keep up. Uh, but I, I thought Chase looked fine. I thought James Conner, uh, he wasn't as impressive as he was week one, but he's a sec or he's our second option. He was fine. Um, yeah. Like I said, the offense was fine. We put up what, how many points? 34. Um, the offense was fine. My biggest thing, obviously, obviously is it's the defense and the run, the run defense. Yeah. And we'll get to the defense, but, but yeah, Kyler, again, not as much, uh, production on the ground. Um, he had that red zone touchdown again. Um, it seems like they are kind of trying to limit his, his like designed runs. There's a shit ton of RPOs. There always will be a shit ton of RPOs, but it seems like he, he is, he's running to throw a lot more like at least right. in, in the first two weeks of the season, uh, than he, than he has, uh, in yeah. the years past. Um, uh, Hopkins started, started off, started off hot, excuse me, uh, four catches and 54 yards in the first uh, quarter and then including that touchdown on Peterson, but he had no catches after that. Not a single catch in the second, I third hate, or fourth quarter. Dude, that sucks. Cause I hate Patrick Peterson so much. And I think we all do, but <clears throat> was for, for, from what I saw, Peterson was manning him up for the good most part of the yeah. game. Right. Um, yeah. I get, I get, Hey, whenever tape your cap, I mean, if you're yeah. D-Hop's top three in the game, I mean, Patrick Peterson, I guess, still has a little bit of life in him. Yeah, and then, well, well, well there's stats for Peterson. Peterson, actually, he was targeted, I think, like Kyler had a perfect passer rating when targeting Patrick Peterson. I don't know how the cards fell that way, why he wasn't targeted more then. I think, I think that – He's doing a good job if he's not targeted more. Yeah, I think that Peterson was charged – with the coverage on Ron, that Rondale Moore play on that busted mm -hmm. coverage, I think that that was his assignment. So that goes into consideration. So I think overall he was targeted five times, five completions for like 98 yards and a like two touchdowns or something. So Peterson on paper played terribly, but I mean, Hopkins. If, he looked good. He looked good. I'll admit it. Peterson looked yeah. good. The numbers good don't good lie. Good for him. Good for Vikings. I mean, if I was told before the game that, Hopkins only had four catches. I would think that we lost. So right. I think <laughs> that's a general theme. If we were to go through the majority of these numbers, especially defensively, we would have assumed that this was not a game that we right. walk away winning. Um, uh, plus side on the offense, Ronda Moore kind of coming yeah. out party. Uh, seven catches, 114 yards, uh, including that long touchdown that we just talked about on Peterson. That was one of those plays we talked about last week. Kyler makes three or four a game where – okay, well, you're about to shit your pants. Uh, crap, is he going to get sacked, 15-yard loss, whatever. He makes a play. He spins out to his opposite hand, rolling left, 
twist around. He, I think I saw he was running like 16 miles an hour when he threw that ball, which is Crazy. insane to be able to put that much on it on the move like that. Um, Rondo Moore had absolutely nobody around him, blown coverage by the Vikings, but a 77 yard touchdown, which is awesome to see just like more getting involved in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, cause it's one thing to set him up on the screens and all that kind of like the quick throws that are designed to just get him the ball right away. See him in a, involved in kind of like a play like that where it breaks down yeah. and he's got the wherewithal to keep moving around and find an open spot. I think that's big. Um, Which I'm, I'm, I'm curious about how, um, so, so to me, Rondale Moore is kind of like what Christian Kirk was hoped to be. You know what I mean? A nice quick um, get the ball, make a, make a couple uh, people miss and, and, and get some yak yards. Um, I'm very curious to see how he handles week three. Uh, if, if we kind of get more of the same, cause Christian Kirk's big thing with me is sure. He'll go off like week one for two touchdowns, but then you won't hear from him again for the next two, three weeks. I'm just curious to see if it can be consistent with Rondale. Yeah. And Christian, maybe the numbers don't jump out at you, but he had a few, I mean, he made that fourth down grab or Kyler yeah. throws all this back. Yeah. He showed up in spots and then there was another one. I think it was like third and 15 and he sit, he finds a spot in the middle of the field and Kyler just threw that dart in between yeah. two guys secures and makes play. So Christian's still out there making plays. I think they're different players. They're being used differently, but I don't know. It, like, it is interesting because Rondo Moore is the leading receiver on this team right now. He has more yards than Hopkins, more catches than Hopkins and Hopkins has three TDs, but he has, he's leading the team in receiving yards as of week yeah. two. So he's definitely involved. It's something that we haven't seen early for like young Cardinal receivers. Right. Go back to Kirk. You mentioned Kirk. It's kind of a slow build for him uh, in that Rosen rookie year. And then Isabella again didn't play <laughs> hey. at all this this game. I don't even know if you I don't even I don't even know if he was in the building. I think they forgot he had a game or something. <laughs> Let's just yeah, we're gonna stay away from Andy Isabella. Yeah. But um, another plus on offense, Max Williams with seven hey. catches for 94 yard. It's Hell awesome baby. to see the the tight end get involved in the offense. Yeah. Um He's from Minnesota, so that's a that's a homecoming game of sorts for him. So awesome to see him involved. Um, we talked about mistakes on the offense. I kind of put some numbers together. I know it's two weeks. I know I know there's a lot that can happen between now and the end of the season. But the Cardinals through after week two, they are scoring 36 points per game. They're averaging 445 yards per game, over seven yards of play, 330 passing yards per game. 119 and a half rushing yards per game, 78% red zone touchdown percentage, and only three total turnovers. That's very impressive on paper. Yep. Offense is hot. I mean, it's like you said, a week two, but still, I mean, if, if, if our offense could put up 30 plus points a game, which I think they have the capability to, especially if, if Rondo Moore keeps on playing how he is and we, we see some uh, keep on seeing production from our tight end spot. Um, and then our, our rushing game, uh, too, um, I feel like it's going to be we're going to be a tough team to beat. It's just I think our not downfall, but our issue right now is, is the defense. Yeah, defense and penalties. Um, penalties kind of saw a lot from last year. We expect a little bit more from the defense. Who knows? Maybe that's an off week. I talked a little bit about grades earlier. Um, snap percentage, Javen. He played a little bit more. I think his snap percentage went up by 7%. So he was on the field a little more than week one, but still he didn't, he didn't jump off the screen right. at me because it, I mean, he's not getting the playing time enough. Um, he had a right. couple pass breakups that were big. I yeah. think 
that second or third Vikings drive, uh, they made a stop on third and short, and he was the one that broke up the pass. So yeah, little flashes, little flashes right. here and there. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah looked Sim- good. Yeah. Yes, I was about to say him. He was probably like the lone really big positive. I think he graded out at like a 90.8, which really? is the best by far among Cardinal defenders. So he's making plays again. I mean, he's, he's filling holes. He's um, I, obviously we, we know that he can, he can cover um, and then he can make plays as far as interceptions and breakups. But what I was uh, pleased to see this week was him filling holes and using his shoulders and being Isaiah Simmons. So it was kind of yeah. cool. Physical. Yeah. Um, we talked about how shitty the run defense was, um, but they did step up in the second half. Like it, I don't, I'll say mostly because Dalvin cook was hurt. Of on and off in the second half, Um, but but uh, they held up good enough. I don't care he was out there. I mean, I they they have a a pretty solid backup still, but it was it wasn't good. Let's not sugarcoat it. It was bad. It was terrible. Yeah. Well, my my biggest concern is the Vikings. Their like offense is a zone run Mm -hmm. like scheme. Like they run a zone rushing attack, and that's exactly what the Niners and the and the Rams do. So it doesn't look good. Like there's definitely some film to be watching. If you're Vance Joseph, there's some things that you need to try and do differently because if you just have the Vikings do that and gash you with that same scheme that those two division rival rivals run, then we need to get, kind of get our shit together there a little bit and um, Which come with a different it, plan. It's good to note that the, neither the Niners or the Seahawks have Dalvin cook. Who's a top, two three back in the league so that's that's good but i i see what you're saying yeah i agree yeah um so we'll get into uh kind of a newer a newer segment we're gonna go with the the uh flying high point of the game the point of the game where we're feeling our best and we're like holy shit we are going to win and then the rock bottom point of the game where we have lost all hope and uh there's a zero percent chance that that we come away with a w here so I'll start, I'll say the point of the game where I was feeling my best was probably after the Kirk fourth down conversion. We're trailing at that point or moving into field goal range and then it kind of stalls and it's like, okay, Cliff puts his nuts on the table. We're going to go for it. It's fourth and five. The Vikings come with an all-out blitz. It leaves Kirk open on a, on a post route and Kyler off his back foot again like we saw uh, against yeah. the Titans in week one. Just step back, step, steps back throws a fade away with both his feet off the ground and does a perfect pass to Kirk uh, for the first down. At that point, right. it's like, okay, we're at the 10 yard line. We're going to run this clock out. We're going to put seven on the board and it, this game's going to be ice iced, but right. we stall again. We have to settle for a field goal. And then we get into the rock bottom portion of the game. We kick the field goal, kick the ball off to the Vikings. Vikings just, work their way down the field the specific point where I thought all was lost is it's a third and 10 the defense makes two stops and they're right at the 50 maybe a little before midfield and Thielen gets a first down on third and 10 runs across the field on the sideline it's like oh shit we have one timeout there's a minute left they're gonna milk this out and we're gonna lose on a last second <laughs> field goal thank no. god it didn't end up happening but those are the two high and low points for me. Uh, and my, my low is slightly similar. Uh, my, my rock bottom was, was the punt on the, on the Cardinals last drive. Uh, Cause you go out there, you want points. Like you need something. And for them to go three and out, that was uh, demoralizing to say the least. 
Um, and then a, another kind of rock bottom I had as well uh, was was Kyler's first pick because um, we were yeah, kind of rolling. Um, yeah, we, we were kind of rolling. I we had 17 points in in that second quarter, and it kind of felt like everything was coming together, and that we couldn't be stopped on offense. And then he yeah. throws a pick six, and it kind of f- fell apart. Um, but the flying high moment I had was Kyler's third touchdown pass to Rondell Moore. Um, you're going to have to help me a little bit with the situational. Um, but I believe at that point that was, um, we took the lead. We were trailing 20 to 14 at the time. So it gave us the lead at that point. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, um, one of the reasons I picked that as well was because of the fact that it was that big of a break in coverage. And I kind of thought at that point, okay, the Vikings have played perfect football yeah. up until this point, the coverage is broken. We get that big play. They're going to be like, Oh shit. We're the Vi- the Minnesota Vikings. We're not a great football team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then yeah. I thought from there, they would kind of die off, but they, they held strong, but um, yeah. Yeah. That's it was one of those spots where it's like, okay, things are kind of starting to go our way. And then we stay in it. It goes back and forth. And then we got the ultimate it goes our way play at the end of the game with the missed kick. So at the end of the day, God was an Arizona Cardinal fan on Sunday. We go to two and zero. We'll, uh, we'll move on to the two birds, one stone player of the week. We mentioned it earlier, but Max Williams, uh, we're going to go ahead and award you with this prestigious honor. Uh, Congratulations, Max. Um, you are the second ever recipient of the two birds, one stone player of the week. Um, feel free to come on the show. Feel free. And, come on. Yes. Let's talk. We'll clear our schedules. We'll make sure that everything's set up, but I'll actually have to on. check my first, but whatever. Okay. We'll, we'll make sure we'll, we get there. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure that out, but we'll, maybe you can come on. We'll see what happens. So congratulations <laughs> to Max Williams playing his hometown team, seven catches for 94 yards, both career highs. So clap it up for Max Williams. Congratulations, Max Williams. Awesome. Uh, we'll end the show with with our um, our bets for the weekend. So you can go first. Mine mine aren't great. So I went one for three. I had three different parlays going. Uh, I'll start with the losers first, so I can end on a good note. Yeah, um, I had uh, I had the Jets spread, uh, Bills spread, Titans money line. It was plus uh, uh, one zero four two. I lost, obviously. Zach Wilson threw four fucking picks, and he sucks. I ask you a question. What the sure. fuck are you thinking betting on the Jets? Against Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback, you thought for a second that that would be close? I'm sorry you froze. We'll have to cut this out. Did you? Can you see, hear me now? Yeah, yeah, now you're fine. What the fuck were you thinking betting on the Jets of rookie quarterback against Belichick? Um, I don't know. It was, what, <laughs> six – was it six and it a half? Six. It was, it was six. six points. I don't know. I, I thought Zach Wilson. I don't, I don't know. All <laughs> right. Terrible. All right. I don't That's know. Terrible. Okay. That's terrible. Everyone okay, relax. Next. Hey, uh, I don't think you won any bets this weekend. So how about you? Uh, <laughs> um, so the uh, the second one I had that I lost was uh, a, a prop. Uh, Kyler over one and a half to, uh, passing touchdowns. They're going to have to start raising that. I, I mean, I would say hope it's they been raise one and a half week. week one and two. Yeah, that's money, I, they're going to have to raise it. If, if, if they don't raise that next week, I'm betting a paycheck or something on that. Cause that's, <laughs> um, so then, and then the, the, the second leg of that was James Conner to have over 34 and a half rushing yards. And he only had <laughs> three, I think. Yeah. So yeah, that sucks. Um, but the third one I had was Raiders money line and Cowboys money line. I don't understand why the Cowboys were getting three and a half points. That makes no sense to me. I don't when the Chargers is big. 
a lot of hype on the Chargers. I don't, I don't, I don't get the hype on Herbert. I don't get the hype on the Chargers. It just doesn't make any, any sense to me. So that's why I picked <clears> it. And hey, I was right. I was right about the Raiders too. I did. Tw- I did uh, bet twenty dollars and won one twenty. I there you go. It, so. It's fantastic return on investment. Um, I cooled off this week. I was three and zero in week one. I was up a couple hundred bucks. I was feeling fantastic. Then week two comes along, and you have to know as a gambler. I've done this for a couple seasons now. It you 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 never stay hot. You never keep winning. You, it always plateaus. But okay, so this week I had two bets. I had uh, the Bills uh, three two parlays. I had Bills money line hit. Raiders money line hit. We both had Raiders. Good on us. Mm-hmm. Raiders look good. Uh, I had the Raiders and then I had the Chiefs. That would have been a $120 win, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire fumbles in field goal range and the Chiefs lose that game. So fuck Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You just cost hey. me some money. Send your game check. That's fine. We make up for it. Send me money, make up for it, but it's fine. Until then, fuck you. Uh, the second one I had uh, the Browns money line. Check easy over the Texans, the Bucks money line over the Falcons, easy money. Didn't even have to think about it. And the Cardinals minus three and a half. So although the Cardinals won, they did not cover. Good teams win, great teams cover. So we need to improve there. Uh, but oh for two on bets this week. Thank you, Cardinals. Thank you, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, but we can improve on that. Next week we we get at it again and we try try again and we throw our hat in the ring and we see what happens. That's we build and build do. and build. That's all I can build. do in the, in, the, in the gambling world. Uh, we build until we're rich. Absolutely. And we, hey, and we will be one day, right? Understand? Uh, any quick thoughts about the Jaguars week three? <laughs> they look so bad. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for Lawrence. I don't know. I'm at the point where, I don't know. Is it Lawrence's fault? You don't think so, do you? Can't be, no. I, I mean, mean, Urban Meyer has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, I feel like I, I would be completely shocked if Urban Meyer's there for a full season. I would be shocked. If you could bet wow. on that, I would. USC job is open. As that's what I'm go, saying. He may be going back to college. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's in Jacksonville. This game smells stinky. It seems like one of those. I hope we don't take our opponent lightly. I think it'll be hard for us to do that after such a close game here in the home opener. But fingers crossed we'll see. So far. 2-0 oh. oh, on our baby. record predictions. We are perfect so far again. 2-0. and People oh. call this crazy. They call this crazy. They call this stupid. They call this names. And all I can say is, check the scoreboard, bitch. We're 2-0. and oh. You know what I mean? 2-0. Oh. Oh. All right. So week three, week three in Jacksonville. I think it's an early kickoff. Let's, let's build on it. 3-0 and oh incoming. We'll be back again next week. Uh, until then, uh, go birds. See y'all.